It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The main goal for the Cincinnati Reds in 2023 was to figure out who was going to be part of their core, and they did. I'll tell you who's going to be part of the core for the Reds' foreseeable future and who isn't on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, and my name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I am a lifelong Cincinnati Reds addict, and I've turned that addiction into information for you. We just finished up my fifth season hosting this podcast and heading into my fifth offseason as well, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of great stuff going on this offseason. We're going to be with you every step of the way because Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every single day and we're free and available on all platforms thanks for checking us out here today on today's show uh, we are going to get into who is part of this red score the reds figured out a number of guys there's a good good number of players that are part of the core of this team we'll get into what that means we'll also look at who isn't a part of this core but what they can do to make their way into that that elite group of Reds players and plus later on I've got a holy grail type free agent that the Reds could go after and I'm gonna explain why he's a holy grail type player uh, later on before we get to all of that want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel make every moment more right now new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets guaranteed visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started And where we're going to get started here today is with the core of the Reds, because the biggest goal, and yes, as as annoying as it was to see the Reds miss out on the playoffs, to miss out on a chance at a World Series title and all of that stuff, that was kind of hard to say that that was what they were shooting for on opening day. Most of us were thinking that they would just avoid 100 losses and call it a good season. But the whole idea was to figure out who the Reds could count on for the future. And they did that. They did that in droves. I really feel like there are 10 guys who you can call the core of this team moving forward. And to be honest with you, this might be the youngest core that the Reds have ever had. You can go back to like the Big Red Machine era. And even by the time that they were ready to compete for the World Series, They weren't rookies at that point. They had had some experience. And that is part of the reason why the Reds need to be active this offseason because to bet on a bunch of sophomore players not going through sophomore slumps and and not regressing a little bit before they figure out how to take that next step in their career, there's lots of variables that go into next season simply more than just simply thinking that everybody's just going to get better. But... We know for a fact who the Reds are counting on for really the foreseeable future. And, and let's kind of set this, uh, set this up here. If a player is a core player, and this, this involves every team, not just the Reds, but if you're a core player for a team, 
that means that if that player is removed from that team, it changes the way that the team operates. You can take Stuart Fairchild off the Reds and they're fine. I venture to say you take Luke Maley off the Reds, you could take a number of relief pitchers off the Reds, and they'd be okay. I really think, though, that following guys, if you take them off this roster, number one, not as happy about the future. Number two, better be able to replace them with somebody of equal or, you know, comparable talent. But number three, these guys showed it last year. And we're starting off with Matt McClain, the easiest pick for the core of this team. He can do it all. And he would have been far and away, going away, absolutely no question about it. He would have been this team's MVP had he played all season long. I think there's still an argument to be made that he is this team's MVP. But with him only coming up in May and then missing a chunk of the of the last part of the season there, it's easy to, you know, you, you don't see the numbers that he would have otherwise put up. Now, I'm not saying I expect him to continue that. Like I said, there's a very good chance he goes through an adjustment period next year. And so to say that, well, he had X amount of war in his rookie season, extrapolate that out and expand it to 162 games, he's going to be even that much better. I would love to say that's going to happen. But even still, we know that the Reds can count on him because we know that he's great in the field. He's great in the clubhouse for the team, very good leader for this team. He does it all. Another guy that's a part of this core, Spencer Steer. Another very easy pick. He's a versatile player who can play a bunch of different positions. Defensively, you would like him to improve a little bit, but he is nails at the plate. He's kind of clutch too. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't want to use that word too much, but with runners on base, Spencer Steer stepped it up. He had a slash line of 278, 360, 485 with runners on base. So when you needed to move somebody over, when you needed to get somebody in, Spencer Steer was at the top of that list for somebody you wanted to see at the plate. The third member of the Reds' core is Ellie De La Cruz. And you're probably going to say, well, Jeff, he's not a finished product. Well, no, but neither is Matt McClain or Spencer Steer. But Ellie can literally win a game so many different ways. He can win a game with his bat. He can win a game with his glove. He can win a game with his arm. And he can win a game with his legs. Literally any possible way you can think of for a player to win a game, aside from pitching, although it would be kind of fun to watch him pitch. I'm sure he'd hit 100. But, you know, he's not going to be pitching anytime soon. And if he is, that means that things have gone really bad in that game. But he can win a game just about any way else other than pitching. And I believe that he's going to make those adjustments throughout the offseason and through spring training to take that next step and become more consistent. I think that's what all of us are waiting for. All of us are just like, can you be more consistent? But even still, even without that consistency, it's very clear that he is part of the core of this team. I mean, he's going to be the biggest draw for this team. He's going to be the reason that the Reds get primetime games. He's going to be the reason that many people come to the ballpark to watch the Reds play. So obviously he's part of this core, huge part of the core. Another guy, and, and this guy we might have a debate about 
but but hear me out on this. Tyler Stevenson is a part of the core of this team. And based on somebody who I don't say, you might think that Tyler Stevenson should be left off too. But good good hitting catchers are hard to find. And I know he went through a bit of a sophomore slump himself this season, a bit of an adjustment period. I think he was coming out of that. We, we, we talked about the underlying numbers. I had an episode last week where we looked at some of the things that, you know, he was hitting the ball harder. He was uh, swinging and missing less. It was just he wasn't quite getting the results on the field that he expected. But the changes were there, and I think we'll see them next season. And overall, everything that he can do at the plate – he can do pretty decently behind the plate as well as a catcher. I think he calls a good game. He handles the pitching staff well. Need to see a little bit better from the glove and the arm, but I think he'll take that next step too. I, I really think that Tyler Stevenson, you take him off this team, this team is a different team. TJ Friedel is a part of the core of this team. I, I, I'm there. I think that he should be written in to the starting lineup for next year. He is the best all-around center fielder that the Reds have seen in a decade. Yeah, I know that I'm including Billy Hamilton in that. But uh, Billy Hamilton could not hit as well as T.J. Friedel can. He couldn't get on base, hardly at all. And T.J. Friedel can do that. Plus, T.J. Friedel is matchup, not matchup prone, but he's not a guy you have to worry about platoon-wise. So I think that makes him a key part of the core. And there are some other uh, there's some other pitchers as well, but I want to get into those pitchers a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. Uh, but that is the position players that are part of this core: Matt McLean, Spencer Steer, Ellie De La Cruz, Tyler Stevenson, and T.J. Friedel. Now there were some names that you didn't hear, and who just missed being on this list? We'll get into that coming up next. Before we do, want to tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel is the best way to enjoy and enhance your enjoyment of watching sports. And with the NFL season underway, I mean, we're coming into week six now. Uh, that's almost a third of the season. Jeez, football season goes by fast, doesn't it? But you can get into the game on FanDuel, get into all the action. They've got great promos all season long. When it comes to different prop bets, different money lines, over-unders, things like that, you can get uh, profit boosts on their promos. you got to check out FanDuel today. Plus, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when they bet $5. Win or lose on that $5 bet, you're going to get 200 in bonus bets back guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash on. To join in. Plus, you can get in on the MLB playoff action tonight. The Braves and the Phillies, the Braves need a win. And there's this awesome prop bet. One of my favorite prop bets to do all season long for Reds games and for any game that I was watching was for a hitter to get two plus total bases during the game. So as long as he, you know, if he hits a double, this bet pays out. Matt Olson tonight, who has killed the ball all year long. To get two-plus total bases in tonight's Braves-Phillies game, the odds on that are plus 130, which means if you put $10 down on that and he gets two-plus total bases, you get $13 back. That feels like a steal. I'm taking that, and I think you should too. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get 
in on the action. $5 will get you $200 in bonus bets guaranteed for new customers. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. If you'd like to support the show, join me on subtext by texting Go Reds to 513-597-0944, and you can get texts from me, and you can text me your thoughts and your questions. Uh, we're going to have Aloha Friday live Q&A shows. I was thinking it was going to be this Friday. Steve's had some scheduling stuff going on here recently. It'll be next Friday. We'll get in on the off-season Aloha live Locked on Red shows. Uh, but uh, subtexters will get first dibs on that. Plus, you'll hear about all of the rumors as they come down uh, through subtext. So text GoReds to 513-597-0944 and get a free 14-day trial. And thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on tomorrow's show. I, I talked about the position players who are part of the core. Who's the core pitchers and who is just outside that core? We'll take a look at that tomorrow. So who's just outside the core for position players? Core adjacent, if you will. The fringe of the core. I'm a golfer. You might be a golfer too, so you might understand that. But who, who's really close to being in? Firstly, it's Jonathan India. Now, get, don't get me wrong. I love watching Jonathan India play baseball. But... And we've talked about this multiple different times. I've talked about this with multiple different people. Jonathan India is kind of replaceable right now. Think about this. Where, where does he play on the field? He plays second base. Matt McClain's a better second baseman than he is. Matt McClain's a better hitter than he is. Matt McClain's a better base runner than he is. Matt McClain is better than Jonathan India. So can you move India around? Well, I don't think his bat is better than Noel V. Marte's at third base. I don't think he hits for enough power to play first base. Kind of hard for you to pencil in an everyday DH where the Reds like to keep that a revolving door to give guys extra days off. And I'd love to say he could play the outfield, but we haven't seen that yet. Jonathan India is a tough case, a tough, tough case for this because I feel like he should be part of the core, but I can't put him on that list. I know that he's a, he's a locker room leader. He, he wanted to step up. He wanted to take that leadership role last year. And that is super admirable. But as I said, in the first segment, talking about Matt McClain and Spencer steer, we've kind of already got leaders on this team. It's not as if Jonathan India leaves. And then there's just this leadership vacuum and nobody's leading and everybody's just, you know, playing baseball with, with there not being any kind of leader. I, I think everything that Jonathan India does can be replaced. Now, could he become irreplaceable? Certainly. But he didn't take that step forward that I thought he would last year. Make no mistake about it, it was better than his injury played 2022 season. But it still wasn't to the level that I saw from the other guys. So I think that he is just outside the core looking in. Will Benson is a guy that I think is just outside the core looking in. He needs to hit lefties, plain and simple. That's really the main thing. He needs to become a more consistent fielder, but he makes enough plays that the gaffes that he has out in right field or left field or, you know, wherever he's playing in the outfield, it makes up for those gaffes. But 
the hitting lefties part, it's really hard for me to say that a platoon player is a core player. He's awesome against righties, but he only got 41 at-bats against lefties. And while I have stood on a box and said, you gotta do, you gotta give him more opportunities against lefties, the few opportunities that he has, he hasn't done anything with. He's six for 41. Six hits in 41 at-bats against a lefty pitcher, and five of those are singles. The other one is a triple. So he's just not been great. He's a hit lefties. If he becomes an everyday guy, core player Will Benson, here we go. I think that Noel V. Marte and CES are right there. And honestly, I penciled in CES, but really the, the uh, Marte and CES have the same thing, the same question mark surrounding them, and it's just we need more information. We need to see more from them. It's hard for me to look at a guy that got called up within the last two months of the season and say, that guy, that guy right there is a part of this core. They definitely can be, and they're definitely close. I mean, Noelvi Marte ending the season with a nice little hitting streak going on. CES showing the power that he had right there at the end of the season. And and really kind of throughout his short tenure for his rookie season, I, I think that there is something there. They've got the ability to be part of this core. CES should be the everyday first baseman next year. Noelvi Marte should be the everyday third baseman next year. And I think that we'll see them jump into this core sooner than later. But it's hard for me to say that they're there right now. Because the whole thing with this, and, and you know, guys like Luke Maley and your different uh, different guys that were like platoon options and things like that. The reason that those guys aren't considered in this is because they are the supporting cast. So what differentiate core player from a supporting cast? Like I said, if you can take them off the team and the team kind of still functions as is and, and doesn't really miss a beat, then they're not part of the core. And I know that, and, and, and to kind of go back and talk about Jonathan India for just a moment about why I don't think he's a core player, th- there was a thing, and I, I, I kind of sarcastically mentioned it during the season, that you know when Jonathan India went on the injured list, this team started losing. And then when he came back, they started winning again. So there must be something to that. I think that was more circumstantial. Not necessarily evidence that you have to have Jonathan India on this team. And I love the grit. I love his leadership. I love the determination. He is so easy to root for. And I know Steve always loves to joke that hashtag Jeff hates Jonathan India. And I don't, I really enjoy rooting for Jonathan India, but I just think when you look at this team and where they are right now to say that he is a core player, I don't know that. And I think I need to see, how he can either break into the top four of the infield, because I do believe what I've seen from Matt McClain and from Ellie De La Cruz, that is your, that's your middle infield right now. And, and I've seen some, seen some uh, suggestions of people saying, well, move Matt or move, um, I'm sorry, move Ellie De La Cruz to the outfield. Maybe move him to center, move him to right. His arm will play well out there. His speed, all of that great range that he has, will be perfect in the outfield. And yeah, it will. 
But I also think the Reds really like him at shortstop, too. We'll see exactly how that unfolds. Maybe they do. Maybe they move him to the outfield, you move McLean to short, and you have Jonathan India at second base. But to be honest with you, we've seen enough of Jonathan India at second base to know I think that might be a defensive downgrade on the infield. This team was not good at fielding last season. And Jonathan India was kind of more of the reason why they weren't good than the reason why they improved. It's just kind of how it is there. So I, I do think that there is a chance, but I don't necessarily know he is as close to the core as people might initially think. Like, think about it objectively. That it's, There's going to be so many people that think that that is a bad take and they're going to be mad about that take, but think about it objectively. Do you start Jonathan India over Ellie De La Cruz or Matt McLean right now? Because those guys haven't moved to the outfield yet, and neither is Jonathan India. You know, there's a pitcher who's due to become a free agent that would be a dream for the Reds to get this offseason. I'll tell you who coming up next. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel can cut you off from the treatment that you need. And we all deserve to have that treatment when we need it. Jace Medical is your solution. They are offering the Jace case. It is a case with... Uh, Antibiotics, five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Just fill out their online form and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate for you. In addition, you'll be able to send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why you can get the Jace case from Jace Medical. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. Again, that's the code LOCKEDON at jasemedical.com. You can follow us in between episodes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. Uh, you can also join the Lockdown Reds Discord page. Got a lot of great folks talking Reds baseball all day, every day. Uh, link is down in the description to go join. This offseason, the Reds need pitching. They need bullpen help. And I really, I'm going to, I'm going to stand pat and say that I need to see them sign a starting pitcher. I, and I'll say this right now, and I'll say this to Steve whenever he returns. I will not give the Reds an A grade if they come out of this offseason without a bona fide starting pitcher. Whether that be, you know, a back into the rotation type of dude or whatever. If you don't sign a starting pitcher to a major league contract and... Let's qualify that. If you don't sign a guy who's had decent seasons in recent years to a starting pitcher contract, 
Luke Weaver. The Reds actually gave, you know, I mean, they gave $2 million, but it was a major league contract to Luke Weaver to be a starting pitcher. So I cannot, I can no longer say give major league money to a starting pitcher. I need to qualify that. But yes, the Reds, though, probably won't be looking for an ace guy, but there's a guy who could fit that bill. And he's a former Red because Sonny Gray is due to be a free agent. And if the Reds get him, we'd be having a celebration podcast because make no mistake about it. Sonny Gray is the kind of dude that would elevate this pitching staff. I I really think the Reds are probably going to go after a guy that adds depth to this pitching staff that kind of bolsters it a little bit without really elevating it. Sonny Gray elevates the pitching staff well. And I think they could afford him too. I don't think that he's going to garner like some crazy, you know, $30 million contract or something like that. He's had a great year, which we'll get into in just a moment. But this is the kind of guy that would be like the holy grail of free agent signings for the Reds. And and just to tell you why, I mean, 2023 has been a fantastic year for him. We talk about wins above replacement a lot. We also talk about how, you know, fan graphs and baseball reference have their own calculations. I, I, I see something when you look up Sonny Gray on both sites. I see something that you don't see very often. They have the same war. 5.3 wins above replacement for Sonny Gray in 2023. He had an amazing year. He had a 2.79 ERA and his fielding independent pitching, his FIP, was 2.83, which means his ERA was not super lucky. It wasn't to the point where it was like, yeah, he had great defense behind him, which the Twins had pretty good defense, but he had a great defense behind him that was making him seem better than he was on that stat. He had a 24% strikeout rate, which was slightly above league average, but he had a below, no, sorry, better than league average walk rate. League average was 8%. He was at 7%. He did not walk people last year. And that sounds like a dream for a Reds pitching staff that walked a lot of people. And he also had a 47% ground ball rate. Now, when he was a Red, there was a season where he had a 51% ground ball rate, and that would be amazing because we need guys to keep the ball on the ground when they allow contact. And I really think, I mean, I mean, I mean he would be phenomenal. And it's ironic because we traded him away a couple of years ago. Nick Crawl traded him for Chase Petty. And so you're thinking, well, why did they trade him away? Well, the mantra at the time was to cut spending. And they did that. Now we're back to a point where the Reds can spend. And they could probably spend that money on Sonny Gray. Now the reason that I believe he'll be, you know, a Holy Grail level free agent signing, meaning I I'm not really expecting it to happen, but would be thrilled if it did is because everyone is going to be going after Sonny Gray. The Yankees will probably kick the tires on him. The Red Sox, uh, just name a contender. Heck, as much as I hate to say it, the Cardinals are probably going to be going after him too. Maybe even the Cubs. So there's also a little bit of urgency there. Like maybe you just keep them away from your divisional foes. But with all of this competition, it probably rules out the Reds because I don't necessarily see them getting in too many bidding wars with people. While they have money to spend, 
I don't necessarily. I mean, I think that players should be excited to come to the Reds, but I don't necessarily know that Nick Crawl is going to be ready to get into a bidding war and, and all that great stuff. So I would love to see this. And Sonny Gray coming to this team means that a six-man rotation is super easy to uh, implement because you would have Sonny Gray as your ace. Then you'd have Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and Andrew Abbott behind him. And then your fifth starter becomes Graham Ashcraft. And then you could have Brandon Williamson as your sixth guy and plenty of options behind him as well. It would be nice to see because... As much as I, I think that what they're going to do is get a fourth or fifth starter type guy, because that's really what they need. They don't need to go get, go out and get an ace. But if they do go out and get an ace, I think Sonny Gray would be the perfect candidate for that. He's coming off a 184 penny innings pitch last season in 32 starts, one of his best seasons so far as durability goes. So you'd love to see more of that because I think – more than anything, the Reds need a durable starting pitcher. And he could he could be that guy. But it might be might be tough actually seeing that come to fruition. A lot of competition going out there for Sonny Gray, but man, that'd be fun to see. You know what? That's where we're going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for checking out today's Locked On Reds. If you don't follow the podcast, please do. We are going to be with you all throughout the off season. And uh, coming up tomorrow for our everydayers out there. Who is a part of the pitching core? I might have tipped my hand a little bit there, but uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that coming up tomorrow. And who is on the outside looking in? And we'll tell you more about that. Because we will be locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.